Good morning and welcome to the prayer call. This is Bishop Smith with you this morning. It is always a privilege and an honor to start our day with you. I pray it is a privilege and an honor for you to start your day with us and you are not disappointed. And so I want to say good morning to all of our intercessors, good morning to our New Destiny Church family, and also the universal body that is on the line this morning. Good morning to every pastor that is on the line this morning. Every man of God, we thank you for being with us, praying with us, and partnering with us uh, as we really come on and seek the face of God. That's what the prayer call is about. And also pray for the beloved. Pray for the children of God and the people who need prayer. I mean, I believe we all need prayer. The Bible says we should always pray and faint not. And so this morning I have with me uh, Minister John Smalls. He will be doing the prayer requests and praying over those prayer requests this morning. How are you this morning, Minister Smalls? I'm well, sir. How are you doing? I am doing well, doing fantastic, feeling good, uh, almost finishing up two weeks of fasting and praying, so I'm feeling real good. And I pray you're doing the same, your wife's doing the same, and your family's all well. And so pray that your family is well as well for you all that are on the line this morning. And so let us pray, and then we're going to dive right into the Word of God and have a wonderful time this morning in the Word and also in prayer. Father, we honor you, we bless you, we magnify you. The fruit of our lips is giving thanks and praise because you alone are the Redeemer of our life. We thank you for waking us, allowing us to see this day that you have made. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you delivered us from the powers of darkness. You translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son, whereby you've given us a right to call you Abba, Father. For it is written in your word, you will never leave us, nor will you ever forsake us. Even if we don't feel you, Father, you're there, carrying us through the situations and circumstances that we're going through, if we simply just believe. Jesus, it is written in the word of God based upon the confession that you made. All things are possible to them that believe. We believe in the power of the word. We believe in your words. We believe in the word of God. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. As we therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, we come with a confidence that we will receive grace and we will receive mercy as we make you, Father, our number one priority in every area of our lives. This morning I want to talk to you from the subject of revival. Revival. And I will be reading the Psalms over in Psalms 80, verse 18. That is Psalms 80, verse 18. And then I will read a little later Isaiah 60, 
verse 1. But in reading the Psalms, verse 18, I want to read the 17th verse, the 18th verse, and also the 19th verse. The scripture says, Let your hand be upon the man of your right hand, upon the son of the man whom you have made strong for yourself. Then will we not depart from you, Revive us, give us life, and we will call upon your name. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts. Cause your face to shine in pleasure, approval, and favor upon us, and we shall be saved. And we shall be saved. Now, when we think of Revival. Many of us that are on the line, you grew up in the church, and when the church made an announcement they were having a revival, based upon my memory of all these things, they would show you a, a, a flyer with a host of preachers that would be a part of a revival. Revivals always included up-tempo music and celebratory worship and a bunch of emotions and feeling and energy. And when you think of revival, at least for me, that's how I viewed revival. As if revival within itself comes from men actually putting on the marquee, they were going to have a bunch of preachers come in and they would preach, and through that preaching, we would be revived. That was my, you know, thought of revival. But when we understand, truly understand revival, and that's what I want to help us do today, We'll see revival comes through a different means. What does it mean to be revival? What does revival mean? In defining revival, revival is an act of reviving. It is, it, it is, it is a renewed attention to our entrance in something. It is a renewed attention to our interest in something. That's what revival is. It, it, it brings us back to something. In this case, it brings us back to our relationship in God. It, it, it brings us back to when we first became born again. The excitement that we had, the feeling that we had when we first became reborn, when we first became born again. It is a renewed attention in something that brings about a new life. That's what revival does. Revival is the basic idea and the concept 
of revival is to give life or to stir up life. Revival brings spiritual life to, to the saved and the unsaved also. So when we understand revival, revival doesn't come from man. Revival comes from God, as we saw in the Psalms when we read, Revive Us Again. And I believe uh, through the years growing up, when we didn't have a whole bunch of knowledge, at least for me, I can speak for myself, about revivals, we thought that revival came from the meeting, revival came from the preacher, but really revival comes from God. When God brings us back, when God centers us, where we come and we have the, this, this brand new life again and life is stirred up and our interest in the things of God is stirred up. So now we're seeking first the kingdom of God, as the scripture says, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto us. Revival is a supernatural acceleration of the conversion of the conversion process that comes through preaching the good news. It comes through preaching the good news. So as we hear the good news preached, as we hear the word of God preached, now we're stirred up and we have a strong desire within ourselves to serve God. Let me say this clearly, to serve God with no compromise. I believe that's largely the problem that we have today in today's society. There is much compromise. We have one side that's saying wrong is right. Right is wrong. But the truth of the matter is the Bible can stand on itself and the word of God, which is truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. And we understand truth being the highest form of all of reality. If you're writing notes, please write that down. Truth is the highest form of all reality. And so it's through revival only through revival that we go from repentance to revival to restoration of a new life. I'll say that again. See, repentance precedes everything. So we go from a perfect repentance, true repentance, that, God, I am truly sorry. And we move from repentance because our repentance, listen to this, gets the attention of God. And so we have to initiate something to get the attention of God to turn God to us. But God does not turn to us until we turn to him. And that's what we have to understand. God turns to us when we turn to him. And it's through repentance God revives us to a new life. God begins to shine on us. 
And it's through the revival process we're revived, praise God, and now we're restored. The, the act says, repent and be thou converted, that your sins may be blotted out, and times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And that's what revival does. It refreshes us. It renews us. It brings us back to this new life, and it stirs up life. Revival is the renewal of the first love of the believer. It is an awakening Praise God. And it brings us back to that first love that we initially had when we first became born again. I love that. Because I believe that's what we all need. It's to get back to where now we're excited about the things of God and we are rising above the situations and circumstances that are trying to keep us from really serving God in the manner in which God desires for us to serve him. That's what it does. Let's move on to Isaiah 60, verse 1. We've repented before God. We've turned from our wicked ways. Now God has turned to us. God revives us. He gives us life. He stirs up life. We're now serving God with no compromise, moving from revival to the restoration process of life. We're now, we're awakened. I talked about that Wednesday, the awakening. And now we're hearing the voice of God. We're we're being led by the Holy Spirit of God. The renewal of the mind process is beginning. And Isaiah says in Isaiah 60, he says, Arise from depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Arise to a new life. There it is. And shine. Be radiant. For the glory of the Lord. With the glory of the Lord. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Arise, notice what he says, from depression. Because that's what darkness does. It depresses us. When we're, when we're isolated, and a lot of people are dealing with depression now, I believe the next wave of the virus is going to cause a major health issues as far as mental issues and depression because people have been isolated. But notice it also says arise from prostration. It is mental exhaustion to the point you're about to physically collapse and quit. And if that's how you feel today, I pray that God is bringing about a revival in your life, a refreshing in your life, that he's stirring up life because he says arise from Depression and prostration, which circumstances have come to keep you. That's what they do. They come to keep you, but they have no power to keep you. Arise to a new life and shine and be radiant with what? The glory, the kabod of God, the weightiness of God. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. 
It means arise, wake up, get up. Don't let anything hold you back, child of God, from honoring God, blessing God, and serving God. Because revival is a sovereign, powerful, extraordinary move of the Holy Spirit. Write it down. Please hear this this morning. I'll say it again so you can get it. It is a sovereign revival, is a sovereign, powerful, extraordinary moving of the Holy Spirit through preaching the good news that begins to manifest itself in our lives. Revival is to bring the backslider back into the presence of God with no guilt and no shame of their past sin. Revival. It is to bring the person who is worn down and feels helpless back to a place of hope. That's what revival does. It's to bring health to the individual who needs healing. Revive us. Bring us back to a new life. It is impossible with the word of God. Because I don't know if you've ever looked at it this way before. I pray. Let me say this. This is my last point. The word of God is alive and it's living. It is alive and it's living. That's what the Bible says. It is alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. It is alive, it's living, it's breathing, else it couldn't give life. And this morning, I pray that it is reaching to you, that it's blessing you, that you feel the power of revival manifesting itself in your life. Because that's what God does through the power of revival. We can see it through the Old Testament. We see it through the New Testament. And that's what the scripture does. It brings us back to new life. Father, we thank you today as we prostrate ourselves in your presence and we command our mourning. Father, we thank you that revival begins in your life and my life. We face our sins, Lord God, squarely and confess and turn from them. Revival is the seed that starts, Lord God, within our hearts. And it brings us back to a place in you. Even as David said, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me. And know my anxious thoughts. And see if there's any offense, offensive way in me. And lead me in the way of everlasting. Father, lead us in the way of everlasting. Search our hearts today. If there's anything that is in our heart that is not pure and not right, within your sight. Separate us from those things as you separate the chaff from the wheat. 
Father, because we're up this morning on this line because we want to please you and we want to be pleasing in your sight. I pray for your sovereign hand to move in our lives like never before. I pray that there's a stirring that we return to our first love. And I pray, Lord God, that we begin to, Lord God, be on fire for the things of God, that there's an arising of your church in this hour like never before, that the believer will not sit back and just be quiet. But we shall arise, and your glory shall be seen on the church who is the salt and light of the world, a city that sits upon a hill that cannot be hidden. Therefore, let your light shine, that men will see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. At this time, Minister John Smalls will come with our prayer requests and pray over those prayer requests. Minister John Smalls. Thank you, Bishop. Bishop, at this time, we do not have any, at this time, any prayer requests. So, Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we are open to receive requests, to pray the word, when it does come, because we're not just hearers of the word, but we are doers of the word as well. We thank you for this opportunity, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And if you have a prayer request, please go on to our website at www.newdestiny.online. You can click our prayer banner, and through the prayer banner, it will... Um, give you an area where you can write your prayer requests in, and we want to come in agreement with you. I come in agreement with everyone that's on this line, and maybe you have a prayer request. You didn't send it in, but there's things that you need God to do for you. One of the things I love about the power of God is the Scripture says that we can come together as touching anything that we ask in the name of Jesus the Father would do it for us. As touching, as touching means we agree. It means we don't have to physically touch. As touching, the scripture says. We as touch in agreement in prayer. And so we come in agreement with you this morning as touching, and we agree that your prayer request, your private prayer request that you have right now, the things you need God to do in your life, the way and manner in which you need God to move in your situation and circumstance, he moves today. We agree with you in Jesus' name. Your prayer request today may be that you need to be revived again. See, revival starts with us, but revival can only come through God, by God, by God, through the Word of God. I'll say that again. Revival can only come by God, through the Word of God, not through man, just because we put up a tent and put up a meeting and put on the marquee or a banner that we are having revival and a bunch of preachers are going to come and we bring worshipers together and play some great music doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have a revival. Revival is based upon true repentance that brings about a revival 
that comes from God that leads to true restoration. See, when you understand revival, David asked God to revive him 11 times. 11 times. Because I believe as Christians, sometimes our fire can go down in the excitement that we have for the things of God. And we often need the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives helping us. He writes in Psalms 119, Revive me according to your word. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Revive me in your righteousness. Revive me according to your loving kindness. That's Psalms 119, verse 25, 37, 40, and 88. Okay? Now, notice he says, Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. That is a gate. And the enemy will try to tempt you to look at worthless things only to affect your relationship that you have in God. He said next, revive me in your way. And so we need, the revival comes through us now paying attention to the ways of God and making the ways of God our number one priority. Revive me in your righteousness. Being just before God. Because God is a just God. And we have to have a righteous conscience that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Revive me according to your loving kindness. God is so loving. And God is so kind to us. And I thank God for his grace that he has for us. Because if it was not for God's grace, where would we all be? But see, I love this Psalms because it's asking God to revive him. He could not revive himself. And that's the point I'm making today, that revival comes from God and we cannot revive ourselves. See, it comes to a point where we're convicted of our sin and we move from, from from that emotion, watch this, to stir the will to be our will and to be enlightened within ourselves that we need to be revived like never before. And see, if you need revival, no one has to tell you, you know if you have turned from serving God in the manner in which you've served God. And so now I pray this morning that you become on fire again, that the Holy Spirit will now move in your life and the Holy Spirit will do whatever it takes to restore you back to your love and your commitment in Christ. That's the key. Because maybe when we're reviving, we're excited, it becomes contagious for others. One of the things, as I was spending time in the Word of God yesterday, one of the things that really came upon me very heavy 
was that it's time for men to be born again. Church, we're moving, and the stage is being set for the last days. The stage is being set. The stage is being set for the fulfillment of prophecy. For the, notice what I said. The stage is being set for the fulfillment of prophecy. And as we move into the stage being set for the fulfillment of prophecy, I believe with all of my heart, it's time for us to go after the unsaved. But how can we if we're still struggling as the saved? We've got to move past our struggles. We've got to be on fire for God and the things of God once again so that the church can arise in its true power and the glory of the Lord can be put on display through us. Because that's what the scripture says. It says in the book of Isaiah, once the glory of the Lord has risen upon us, it says, Behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and dense darkness all the people. But the Lord will arise upon you, O Jerusalem, and his glory shall be seen on you. And he says, Nations shall come to your life, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all about and see. They all gather themselves together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried and nursed in the arms. Then you shall see and be radiant, and your heart shall thrill and tremble with joy at the glorious deliverance and be enlarged because of the abundance of the wealth of the dead of the sea. Dead sea shall turn to you and unto you, shall the nations come with their treasures. Why? Because of the glory of the Lord. We're experiencing a real revival that only comes through God Almighty. May we be revived today. May we return to our first love. May we be committed to God with no compromise, and also excited about the things of God. Our time this morning has come to an end. As I've always said, it's always a joy to spend time with you. We love you so much, and we praise God for you. May God give you traveling grace and traveling mercy as you travel to your destinations today. I boldly declare that no sickness, harm, or danger will come near you or the vehicles that you're traveling in that will get you back to your home safely in Jesus' name. God has you covered. Know that. Today, it's not going to be a great day. It's already a great day. And I boldly declare, you are the blessed of the Lord. I declare deep within you, the Holy Spirit that abides in you, it's now stirring up new life new joy, new happiness, new excitement about the things of God and also about your destiny. Regardless of what you experienced yesterday, your future is bright. So run after your destiny. As we always end our prayer time of prayer, according to Psalms 118, verse 24, this is the day that the Lord has made. In this brand new day, it is a brand new you. 
brand new opportunities, and brand new possibilities. Make this confession of faith with me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I'm more than a conqueror, and I'm a world overcomer. You are more than a conqueror, and you are a world overcomer. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow at our gathering on campus in Pittsburgh. We're going to have a wonderful time. The world is coming together for prayer tomorrow, not just America, but many other nations are coming together for prayer on tomorrow. We're going to lift up our voices. We're going to pray to the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And our God will hear us, and he will answer us, because our confidence is in him. Well, God bless you. Pastor Adrian and I, once again, love you so much. Have a great day in the Lord. And hey, listen to the voice of God and ask God, who would he want you to share the word with today? Once he revealed it to you, pray for them. If you can come in contact with them, share the word of God with them and watch their lives be changed. God bless you. Be blessed. Kathy, you can open the line.